Hey there, my lovelies. Come on in. Welcome to the Holy Shed. And you know what week it is, don't you? Yes, it is week 104. And I've got cards here. Uh, two whole years now since we started all of this stuff. Look at this one. It's even got a picture of the bishop. The area bishop looking a little bit ruffled, really. And this one, it's got lots of things in it. Look, see that? Um, to our dearest Dave and Pat, blessings released through the shed cause windows to open in darkness, darkened minds. Holy shed is the voice of sanity and common sense in a dark and crazy world. Words like grace, illumination, belonging, growth, freedom, all belong in the thanks and praise toward the holiness of the holy shed. He says, this is from Bill and Eve, by the way, our lovely friends up in Scotland. Uh, uh, it says, I come to the shed to know that I'm not alone in the wilderness of my exile. Holy shed has become my home. Thanks a million kisses, deep Bill and Eve. So that's lovely, isn't it? Uh, and they actually sent us some other things, too, I can tell you. Like, look at this beautiful little stone. There's a bit of a theme here of the bishop. <laughs> that is on this lovely stone it says Lachaim and to go with the Lachaim look what else came a bottle of gorgeous whiskey so I uh, haven't had that one before but I shall be trying it today now of course you know you know how all of this happened don't you no one planned the holy shed um, do you remember last week when I talked about St Ethelburgers in the city of London and how when the IRA bombed St Ethelburgers in 1993, they inadvertently uh, became midwives to bring St Ethelburgers back to life again, to bring it to birth, no longer as a church, but as a thriving centre for reconciliation and peace. Well, you know, in a not dissimilar way, you could say that the coronavirus gave birth to this, you know. I'm not saying the virus was a good thing any more than the IRA bombing St Ethelburgers was a good thing. Of course not. But the Holy Shed, you know, is just one tiny glimmer of many silver linings to appear behind the very dark cloud of all that has happened over the past couple of years. And God knows it's been a very dark cloud and another different dark cloud hangs over us right now. But here we are. And what's very clear from the things that you tell me is that the Holy Shed isn't just me spouting in my shed at the bottom of the garden. No, it's a wonderfully, you know, bizarre but wonderful community which may never be gathered all in one room and yet is a community all the same, a community of hope and vision, housing uh, a different approach to God and faith to the approaches and understandings that many of us have been used to and in some instances oppressed by. But anyway, look, before we go any further, you know what we've got to do. We've got to pause to light a candle. If you've got one handy, this is the moment to get it. We're going to pause to acknowledge what is happening in the world right now and hold in our hearts uh, thoughts about the situation in Ukraine. You know, pray or wish or whatever it is that you feel comfortable with. But basically, send out love. Send out vibes of love and hope uh, and some defiant imagination in the face of despair. So let's light a candle. And uh, I've put our serenity prayer today together with the Ukrainian flag. I'm not going to say it. We're just going to be quiet for a few moments and you can, 
Use the words to pray it yourself if you wish. Oh, there's dear people in Ukraine and um, please, British government, get your act together. Let these people get in here as soon as possible. They've been traumatised enough, haven't they? Not a political speech. Well, it is a political speech. So anyway, today is a bit different because most of this time will be devoted to listening to a bit of what you have to say and uh, and eating some cake but i'll get to that in a moment first you know the title that i put on today or as a subtitle at least is godology the art of divine imagination i'm sure you know that theology is just that really theo godology theology is the study of god though you wouldn't always think so but here's the thing that i have observed for a long time now and it's obvious but not always noticed it is that the kind of religion that we have depends on the kind of God that we have. As I say, obvious, but often not quite noticed. You know, whether our God is angry, bullying, judgmental, tribal, vengeful, nitpicking on the one hand, or loving, compassionate, kind, liberating, peacemaking or whatever on the other. You know, it, it, it all depends on which sort of God uh, we have been introduced to and that we've, you know, spend our time with internally, as it were. Everything depends on the God that we have. When I'm counselling someone, you know, who's struggling in some way, often what I try to find out is what sort of God they have. I mean, I won't necessarily ask that question outright because, you know what, they'll just give me what they think is the right answer. I'm more interested in listening at a deeper level. I'm interested in which God is embedded in their subconsciousness. Uh, that's what I'm listening for, because many people's problems stem from their emotional and psychological notions of God. And uh, this, of course, is what the Holy Shed is all about, isn't it? Godology, trying to find the God of healing, of liberation and love that I think the world needs so much and yet often isn't the God that people have in their minds when that word God is used, which is why in some ways I agree with those who say it'd be good if we could dump the word God. It's so laden with unhelpful presuppositions, but I guess that's a bit unrealistic. So we just have to work at making it mean something different. You know, when I listen to like right wing fundamentalists or homophobes in the name of God, that must be an organization somewhere uh, or send them all to hell preachers or guilt merchants. Then I know that I can't possibly believe in that God. Uh, I would gladly dispatch that God to hell, to be honest, um, because of the torment that people often suffer through that a while back. I took the wedding of two beautiful people and I ended with the blessing that I mostly use here in the shed. You know, the one, the blessing of God, the eternal goodwill of God, the shalom and salam of God. 
Well, afterwards, a man approached me and said, I thought this was a Christian wedding. Why did you keep mentioning other religions? For whatever reason, it seemed to trouble him that I used those words. Although another man also spoke to me after the same service, uh, but um, he told me that he was, he was a Jewish person and that he'd never been in any church before in his life. And so he said he was surprised and delighted to hear his faith referenced in such a positive way, you know, with the word shalom. My response to both men was the same. You know, first and foremost, we're not Christians, Jews, Muslims, Buddhists, Hindus, atheists. Firstly, we are fellow human beings. That is the big message of the Holy Shed, isn't it? Firstly, is the common humanity that we share. And if God isn't the God of the whole of that, the whole world, then I, for one, am not interested. Uh, you know, I'll just go away and do something else. There's lots of interesting things to do in the world. You know, I don't want a tribal deity. I want the God of the universe or nothing. In my view, you know, going forth in the 21st century, and especially in light of what's happening, uh, what has happened and what is happening right now, I think it's vital for the future of our planet that we find a way to live together in mutual respect, for us to find ways to, you know, confidently affirm our own tradition, say this is me, but also transcend it and respect the traditions of others instead of being patronising, you know, or, or uh, trying to, to change them to, to our way of seeing things. From outer space, I reckon it all appears pretty obvious, you know. I mean, listen to what astronauts who have gazed at planet Earth from, uh, from outside, what they have to say. And they almost invariably say something like that we are a single planetary community and that's what they immediately sense looking back on this beautiful planet. You know, from out there, no divisions can be seen. You know, together with every other species, we are firstly earthlings, earthlings blessed inhabitants of this beautiful, iridescent, verdant, fragile planet. I don't for a moment think that uh, all faiths should amalgamate into some pea soup, you know, into some lowest common religious denomination, uh, any more than I think that, <laughs> that all bird species should become one gener genetic, uh, generic feathered creature, or all artists should express themselves in a single creative style or all ethnicities should be reduced to a solitary cultural norm. What horrifying thoughts all of those are. I am a Christian, you know, well, actually, a follower of Jesus, really. And I'm not ashamed or embarrassed by this, but I can't imagine my faith as anything other than a frail and limited, though glorious, means of comprehending and knowing that which defies all comprehension, the mystery of the universe. The pursuit of God must always be a path, I think, of constant deconstruction of our notions and categories to, divine, to define the divine. You know, without which, uh, without that deconstruction, I think we'll worship idols of our own making, you know. In his uh, prayer slash poem, Footnote to All Prayers, C.S. Lewis states, all men, he used the generic term, the male term there, but never mind, all men are idolaters, crying unheard to a deaf idol, if thou take them at their word. Take not, O Lord, our literal sense. Lord, 
in thy great unbroken speech our limping metaphor translate marvelous in other words all god talk is deceptive and misleading if we treat it as literally true god cannot be contained in words ideas uh, or human imagination interestingly the islamic proclamation allah akbar doesn't simply mean god is great it literally says god is greater i like that god is always greater but of this one thing i am certain that love must always be at the heart of any faith of any notion of god god is love uh, and those who live in love live in god and god lives in them that's in the bible and i'd pretty happily make that uh, my creed actually thank you very much god is love and those who live in love live in god and god lives in them finito that'll do for me faith is basically godology the art of divine imagination well i've told you what i imagine how about you what kind of god do you imagine now i'm very happy you know to carry on theologizing listening to other people's ideas and experiences arguing debating sharing and then listening some more you know i'm going to do that i'm going to keep on searching the holy books exploring the vast sea of interpretations of our own scriptures i love doing that but in the end please 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 nobody tell me that god is anything less than boundless and universal love accessible to all inclusive of all redeeming all our stupidity and nonsense that's that's god for me so look i asked you to say what the holy shepherd means to you and some of you wrote stuff down and look i know others would say the same kind of things uh and if i have by any chance uh missed out because i'm not the most meticulous of people if i've missed out somebody's comments uh, or they came a little bit late please forgive me um because the many more people could have said very similar things to what i've put together here so um, i've made them into a little presentation with music by moby appropriately called homewood angel and um you know some sent a line others sent quite a lot of lines and i've done my best you know so it's just over 15 minutes long uh so that's going to be the next bit of of the holy shed today so for those of you listening to the podcast you can watch the film of these comments on a special youtube post meanwhile me and Pat are going to read them to you. Thank you for the Holy Shed. Your commitment to your tiny parish is awesome. I think back to the very first Holy Shed in March 2020 and remember the hope and connectedness it gave me. You always managed to give me new ideas to reflect on, a beacon of light and hope for the last two years. Lizzie. Holy Shed has been a lifesaver. Newly retired, following a different spirituality, I need the compatible spiritual community I find in the shed. Open, refreshing, funny, smart, honest, generous, post-Christendom, post-modern, post-secular, not postponed. It's a happy birthday for me, Susan Dunedin in New Zealand. For me, as a Greenbelter, it's like a piece of Greenbelt every Sunday, and it doesn't get much better than that. Jen. The Holy Shed has become my church. Keep up the good work, Dave. Rita. The Holy Shed is my church, the place I come to for rest and spiritual renewal, where I feel my own Christian views are accepted and where I learn about the Bible in a way that is relevant to me. Pamela. The Holy
Holy Shed brought hope and encouragement in the lonely days of long lockdowns. It gave me a sense of belonging and challenged my thinking on, well, just about everything. Thanks, Dave, for seeing the opportunity, for listening to our needs, and for teaching with great warmth and humour. Thank you, thank you, and may there be many more wonderful Holy Sheds, Kerry in Melbourne. We're still church attenders, but Holy Shed is, in many ways, even more church to us. It's an uplifting oasis and beacon of light, which always challenges our thinking. It's great that we can catch up on YouTube if we happen to miss it too. Thanks, thank you so much, Sue and Paul. We're quite new to the shed, but for us, the shed means a place where we can rediscover, renew, hear, and follow a better God than we were told about. A better God than we are, a place for all, Bob and Syringa. I was casting around for a new church to attend and found the Holy Shed on the Ship of Fools website where it received a glowing review. Having enjoyed How to Be a Bad Christian, I decided to check it out and I really find it so helpful. My husband said that you have led me back to Jesus. It's really nice because although my mum and I live 300 miles apart, we watch it at the same time, so it feels like we are together. So thank you, happy birthday and keep up the good work. Thank you for the Holy Shed. It has meant a great deal to us. We were leaving or had left a church that we had held dear for many years where we had been deeply involved. During Covid and many years before we had felt the rug pulled from under our feet with a strong sense of change of our fundamental beliefs. Everything was different. The Holy Shed was and is our anchor, helping us to understand this new journey your songs and images and poetry are so inspirational, Anne and Johnny. Picture the scene. We sit in Charlie's office where there's the biggest screen. Having put the dinner in and made a gin and tonic and settled down. I have to confess I often bring my knitting but I can multitask. We find encouragement and challenge in equal measure and something to ponder in the week ahead. Having listened to you teach and preach most weeks for about 18 years and still very happy to keep listening, we have considered that either this is the work of the Holy Spirit or we have become addicted to your voice. Seriously, we appreciate the thought and work that goes into the prep for each week. With love and thanks, Kyra and Charlie. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it keeps me sane, Mike. It's how I start my week. It's a necessary ritual that prepares me for the week. It both calms, stretches and unsettles my mind. While church often bores me and makes me panic with a sort of claustrophobia, Holy Shed gives me hope, freedom and a far bigger God to run with. Anthony. Holy Shed gives me joy. I've been a bit low this week, so it's good to have the reassuring take on life. But then, with a bishop like yours, it's bound to be a cheerful place. I have a resident in my garden who must be a relative, wears the same colour shirt. He sits in my holly bush and sings a cheery song as I go out to walk my dog each morning. Keep up the good work. Thanks, Val. The Holy Shed opens our eyes to another world, another way of living and expressing ourselves. It fuels our imagination, taking us on a journey to lands we have yet to explore. Anyway, happy birthday, Holy Shed. Heather. So this one's from Celia Smith and uh, it's, uh, it's kind of in, in columns. The Holy Shed. It's small and cosy. 
I can be there in my own time and space, no rushing to get to a big drafty building at a set hour. When I'm ready, I sit by the fire with my candle and a coffee. It's big and uniting. I've become a part of this huge group of like-minded people scattered all around the world. I may never meet them, but I know they're there. It's inclusive. Not everyone can get to church or find the right kind of church. Lockdown really brought this home. Maybe one positive thing about COVID has been a change in thinking. Thanks to technology and your bright idea, church is there for many more people. It's affirming. I've found there are different others who, like me, grapple with faith. In the shed, it's okay to question and doubt and it doesn't raise eyebrows. I like the emphasis on a loving God, being kind to myself and others, respecting nature and staying human. It's a simple message, less easy to live, but it grounds me. It can be challenging and thought-provoking at times. It uh, tackles the difficult, tricky bits head on. This is so refreshing and helpful. It's quirky and fun. Who else has a robin for a bishop? It's inspiring. I love the beautiful photos of the natural world and uplifting music. I have discovered interesting new poetry and art. Celia. And this from Deb with some rather lovely drawings of two black sheep. What popped into my head when reading Black Sheep and Prodigals was Madge, the black ewe, complete with mascara and killer footwear. What can I say? Stan is another black sheep who came out rather late in life, but now runs freely in the gay style parade. Get it? Now that would be an interesting topic for a shed. I really look forward to the shed each week now. It's like having a thought-provoking conversation with a friend in front of a warm fire with a glass of something in hand. Deb. A picture of the living room while watching the shed, which is included here. The shed brings breath to my soul. Being connected with more shedsters brings joy. Happy celebration, Marianne in the Netherlands. Someone once told me that if you sit through the credits after a film, there may be an outtake or something similar, and that this is called an Easter egg. I'm grateful that you've introduced so many Easter eggs by offering different styles of music. I love the music of Michael Franti. I doubt that I would ever have come across him otherwise. The Holy Shed is an oasis for me. Thank you, Shirley. Never heard of that before, have you? An Easter egg? Didn't know that was what you call them. Anyway, Holy Shed is a place where I feel I can be myself and follow my heart. Everything you say is so wise and true and genuine. It gives me the courage to stand up for what I really believe and confidence in the compassionate and kind type of Christianity I believe in. Thank you so much, Pauline. Sending lots of love to all Shedsters from one of the worldwide Holy Shed community, this time in China. Always brings a pause for thought and a touch of grace. Thanks, Will. The Holy Shed is a place where I can come to not be judged. A place to explore ideas, to see icons, to hear music, and to be challenged and provoked and accepted. A place unlike any other. A place of freedom and ideas. I love the Holy Shed and it's my place of peace each week. Natasha in Canberra. Here is our happy birthday message to all Shedsters and a thank you Dave and Pat for sharing all your wisdom with us over the past two years and beyond. Also thanking God for YouTube enabling us to join you every week. Happy birthday Shedsters one and all, Jackie and Terry. 
and Jackie and Terry, by the way, have sent two pictures of each of them holding up a glass, one red and one white. <laughs> In a few words, what you and the shed mean to me, you are my midweek church with a top-up of rich, wise and humorous spirituality. Your inclusiveness and depth of interest exercise my faith. Thank you, Vicky from Down Under. The Holy Shed, two years of heaven on earth, Angie. <laughs> like that, short and to the point. I really appreciate Holy Shed for a time to reflect and for introducing us to different artists of music, art and literature. Thank you for all the time you must spend gathering together different resources to enrich our thinking and to help us along our journey, Catherine. I just wanted to say how the Holy Shed has become my new church and how much it has helped and encouraged me over these last two years. Not only do I feel a part of a new family, but it's like you have opened a window and let the light in on my faith and actually re-energised it. It has surprised me how deeply embedded a certain interpretation of the Bible and Christian attitudes had become in me. I always felt that God was much bigger and more loving to all of his creation, and you have really opened this up for me. I have enjoyed each message and also the paintings, the poetry, the parables, and new pieces of music. Thank you also to Pat for her love and humor and poetry. With love and my deepest thanks, Susan. I've attached a photo of me taken at my usual spot at the dining table, ready to listen to you on my laptop. <laughs> Although I never see my fellow Shedsters, bizarrely, it gives me a sense of community that I never found in conventional religion. And I have a very grounded sense of belonging. I love the learning, the music, the art, the birds, the humour. It's been a beacon of hope during an incredibly challenging time and I hope it will continue for many, many years to come. Thank you so much, Dave and Pat, and congratulations on your second anniversary. I'll be wearing a party hat on the big day and there will be cake. Much love, Jane. Thank you for the shed, as it is a point of sanity in the week. I love your use of poetry, art and music and the imaginative way in which you give an interpretation of scripture. It's refreshing and grounding. So may there be many more happy returns, Karen. A wonderful sacred space, even by YouTube in a shed, free of religious mumbo-jumbo. It's a joy to be part of it. We very much look forward to sharing our Sunday evenings with you, the Shedsters and a glass of wine. Love, Ruth and Ian. The Holy Shed is now my church. Throughout the lockdowns, my sister Alison and my daughter Katya and I used to listen together and then discuss it all afterwards. I find every session hugely encouraging and gives me hope. I used to be a very black and white evangelical Christian, but over the past years I have left that behind and have become a much more of a follower of Jesus and of a huge inclusive God. And you have been a massive part of that journey. The final straw was the reaction of the established church to my daughter's relationship with a man of a different faith. So-called good Christian folk apparently had to tell her and me that the relationship was wrong. The shed has given us hope again. We can see that there are actually more and more people of faith out there who don't just accept everything preached at them, who ask questions and admit doubts and wrestle with everything. 
the end of the day, you have shown me that there is a different way, a path which everyone can share without fear or judgment, a footpath which is busy and full of people from all over the world, of every colour, faith and sexuality, all loved by the one God, whether they call him, whatever they call him, her by. I am convinced of that now, and it's just so encouraging to meet with you and others who also share that view. Catherine. And there's a lovely picture of the three of them there grinning at the camera and uh, obviously having a lovely time talking. It made, made me quite emotional, that. Yeah, I know, it's wonderful, isn't it? So, happy birthday, Holy Shed. I love it, I love it, I love it. Talking of t-shirts, were we? Anyway, talking of t-shirts, I think mine says brilliantly what I think about your books and the Holy Shed, Triumph. And he's got a picture of him with a Triumph motorbike shirt on. I look forward to tuning in each Sunday, John. A voice of sanity in a mad, mad world. Bless you and Pat, Malcolm and Marion. Thanks, Dave, for being super graceful in your being. That's nice, isn't it? Mm. Do, you, do you think that about me? Anyway, <laughs> Nick does. <laughs> Along with God, the Holy Shed is truly a light at the end of the garden. Much love, mate, Nick. You say to message you with what Holy Shed means to me. Love it. Though I would love more opportunity for argument, I would love to be stuck in a lift or the actual Holy Shed with Dave and maybe a few Shedsters for a good debate. It would be fun. Kate. And this has got a picture uh, looking out from a window uh, over the sea with a little uh, telephone picture of me talking. And it says, what better place for tonight's Holy Shed with Dave Tomlinson than the view from our window to the endless horizon out to sea? where sky and water meet my mother. I am part of the local parish church community, but in reality, the Holy Shed is my church, the place where I belong. I was brought up in the evangelical fundamentalist tradition, full of certainty and a long list of oughts and shoulds and musts, and it has taken a long time, I'm 75 and a slow learner, to begin to shed that narrow, cold, exclusive and often toxic culture. Mystics and poets and writers and musicians and visionaries have begun to prize open an alternative world for me and the Holy Shed is part of that process. God, the divine, mystery, life, light, hope is so much bigger, better, more other, much more interesting and a hell of a lot nicer than I was ever led to believe. The Holy Shed is part of that as well. Phil. Brilliant, isn't it? Finding the shed by accident was life-saving for me. I had just finished my curacy with no job to go to. It was painful to feel on the outside of the church. The Holy Shed became my home, a safe and inclusive space to grieve, to explore, to feel affirmed in who I am and to heal. It also became a place where Andy and I could worship together from Alison. And Andy says, it has encouraged me to be prepared to ask questions about things that I have been taught in the past. From a personal perspective, the Holy Shed is a very welcome, thought-provoking shot in the arm each week. Also, it's now an established monthly appointment in our chapel. We're a small congregation of women. That's just how it was worked out. It's not deliberate. And we currently don't have a minister. I choose a Holy Shed once a month and we enjoy your ministry to us. Last Sunday, we used week 99 and included a hymn as people still like to sing things together. 
It was a really good service that touched us all. Thank you, Linda. Monday morning schedule. Chickens out, coffee brewed, relax. The Holy Shed, discussion. Thanks for every episode. Paul and Liz. It's crazy. <laughs> Chickens out. <laughs> Such a common experience. <laughs> I really enjoy being part of the Holy Shed community. Church colouring outside the lines. Bringing us God with the flavour of art and a dollop of common sense. Long may it continue. Cheers, Dave and Pat, and of course the area bishop. Love, Pam. Informative, eye-opening, new perspectives, a creative space that is calm and safe, where everyone is included, and we are all black sheep or none. Stephen from Christchurch in New Zealand. Holy Shed has been a lifeline during the pandemic and continues to be so as we journey on and find new insights. Thank you, Dave and Pat, for all that you are and all that you do. For being you, Catherine Thomas. What the Shed means to me. A meaningful space for my inquiring mind where we can explore ideas of faith in an honest and open way. An expansive pace for my soul to grow. A loving space where I know that I am accepted. An open space where anyone can come and will be truly welcome unconditionally. Happy birthday, Anne. Oh, and also Anne sent in a wee poem. When I lay down upon my bed and can't stop thinking in me head, I tune into a holy shed, and then my thoughts are skyward-led. Our capped head leader's name is Dave. He thinks he's been to many a rave. Some in the church call him a knave, but shedsters think he's nice and brave. I think it's best to cease to rhyme. I'll end this ditty and say, Lachaim. And that's from Anne Chandler Wood. Wonderful. For me, the holy shed is a small but steady light in a sometimes very dark world. Deb Mercer. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Thank you so much, everyone who contributed to that. I mean, putting it together made me cry, to be honest, especially, you know, the memories back to the darker and more difficult days of lockdown and um, how important it was to feel that we had that we had links beyond our little selves that we were in. So um, absolutely wonderful. And the picture at the end by Deb. Uh, that final picture of the, the light in the darkness does my head in. Absolutely beautiful. Thank you so much. So uh, we're going to have a prayer now. Storytelling God, who spun the great yarn of the cosmos, thank you for weaving our tiny threads into the drama of creation alongside prophets and wise ones, musicians and artists, elephants, kittens, bonobos and weeping willows. Thank you for mysteries in life that none can decipher, for the never-ending adventure of reading between lines and wondering what would happen if. Today we celebrate the gift of the Holy Shed. Thank you for a diverse community of hope born from the devastating trauma of lockdowns overloaded hospitals, fear, sickness and bereavement. We are grateful for the hope and strength this little house has brought through hard times. May it continue to do so, whatever the future holds. Amen. Well, we've come to cake cutting time, guys. So if you've got some cake, get ready now. And... Uh, 
I want to just show you because it was a bit difficult to do this as a kind of live thing. But a little earlier, Lizzie, our daughter, and a founder member of the Holy Shed, uh, did a little film of me and Pat uh, lighting candles and cooking the cake. Enjoy this. <laughs> Three, two, one. So here we are, Pat. I think that uh, we've done this before, haven't we? Really. That's quite a big chunk, <laughs> don't you? <laughs> Lovely. Well, I'll be eating that in a moment or two. But that, that dear friends, is the cutting of the cake. Happy birthday, holy shit. And here it is. Here is said piece of cake, untouched. See? See how restrained I am? So if you've got some cake, have an eat now. I mean, you, you must know. Mm -hmm. You must know that eating on camera is not a good look. So I'll finish that later. But um, it's also a moment for a little bottle opening too. So we're going to toast life in just a moment. If you have something handy to do that with, then grab it now. Oh, and I want to show you this. It was another, another thing that our friends Bill and Eve sent was this, which um, is actually one of my favourite sort of painting kind of icons, really. It was painted by uh, an Indian uh, painter, which you know, shows Jesus in that sort of style, really. And it's called the First Supper because what he was saying was, you know, if there was a Last Supper, there must have been a lot of others as well. And uh, I like it because, and I think this is what Bill and Eve are saying, it's a very Lachaim-looking picture, isn't it? So um, this is our 
Holy Shed Communion. The Eucharist of the Holy Shed. To life, Lachaim. Mmm. Gosh. That's rather nice. Very, very good. Now, um, I think that uh, I just wanted to mention to you... Well, you've seen the shirt here, haven't you? Uh, you can get one of these t-shirts there is a link on the holy shed uh, facebook page uh, a number of people have said the link doesn't work and you're right and that's a problem apparently with facebook which the company can't do anything about but if you cut and paste um, that uh, link and put it into your browser it will take you to the company straight away and you can get this it's going to be available for another couple of weeks uh, on their site so you fancy that there you go um the only other things that i wanted to say really was that um in terms of the future i i am finally getting this podcast thing together now with the help of of lizzie and our friend rob and a couple of other people um there is actually uh, a podcast available on itunes uh which at the moment doesn't have much on it but you can find the week 100 is available and others will be put up there soon because I know lots and lots of people can't find the time to sit and watch on YouTube or Facebook or whatever like you know like probably you're doing right now uh, but want to listen while they're riding their bike or going to work or doing the ironing or whatever so you know an audio version will be available in the next couple of weeks and um, that'd be great and the other thing I just wanted to say by way of a sort of birthday kind of piece of business really is if you use the YouTube version, would you please subscribe to the Holy Shed or to my Holy Shed uh, YouTube page? Because um, when those numbers go up, uh, I don't know what the magical figure is, but you reach a point where uh, YouTube then, you know, put you re really up at the higher, higher up the sort of list when people Google and they find it easier. So if you can subscribe to YouTube, that would be great. And if you do a like on the face shed, you know, Holy Shed Facebook page, again, that's really good. So fantastic. Um, there were a couple of things that sort of came into me uh, a little bit late for me to use in the presentation that I did just earlier. I noticed on YouTube to, uh, oh, I don't know, it was one of the much earlier uh, YouTube weeks um, that Bob... Bob Woolbright made a comment and he said, this was a powerful video. I wish I could see Jesus the way you do, uh, but it is really difficult for me. I spent 50 years with the Jesus of hardcore evangelical Christianity and that ruined Jesus for me and left me an atheist. Now I wish I could walk away from that and follow Jesus the way you do, but it feels like an impossible task to shed the Jesus I grew up with and once believed in and the atheism that created. Well, Bob, my heart just went out when I read that. Um, you know, the thing is, these words, Christian, atheist, they're just, they're just labels. You know, they're, they're meaningless. It's who we are as people that matters. And it sounds like, you know, in your own life, you are following that Jesus. So um, take heart. Um, there was also one from Nick. Uh, I've just pulled it up here on the screen who says, I've no big story about how I found the Holy Shed. I'm just another <laughs> lapsed Catholic. I was a churchgoer and went to Catholic school from age 5 to 18. 
I've worked as a teacher for the last 25 years, in which time my faith dwindled away, but then returned. I can't remember a point that it did return, but I do know an important moment was listening to you being interviewed on Radio 2's Good Morning Sunday programme about your bad Christian book. I subsequently went to buy a copy and the two books that came after. These books just made sense to me. The Holy Shed is the first weekly service I have attended since I was 17, although I tend to listen in the car after the broadcast when I have a solo journey. I can look back at the photos and pictures at the end of the journey. Being Catholic has always been part of my identity, although tightly linked with my Irish heritage, although I despise... Although I dis although I, despite being a Francis fan, still have issues with the church. I think that's what he's saying. So, great, Nick. And uh, and so many other people who, who get in touch with me, you know, from time to time, it's great to hear from you. So, look, if, uh, if you like what we're doing here at the Holy Shed, you can support us by buying us a coffee or a whiskey or whatever, uh, by using this uh, coffee uh, site, it's very easy to do. You just go there and um, you choose, you know, whether you want to give us, you know, three quid for a coffee or whatever. And so many people, you know, give to us through this way. And I'm just so deeply, deeply grateful for each and every one of you, because that's all part of what helps this whole thing to keep going. And um, so thank you very much indeed. So uh, we're going to finish with a blessing. And guess which one? The blessing of God, the eternal goodwill of God, the shalom and salam of God, the wildness and warmth of God be among us and between us, now and always. Amen. Okay, uh, well, I am going to uh, finish in just a moment, I think, with a, uh, with a song. Because, um, you know, churches have hymns, don't they? And one of the great hymn writers favorite hymn here in the holy shed is by frank turner who calls himself an atheist and um, the song is called be more kind and i love it to bits played it before but as i say you sing hymns over and over don't you so why not so there it goes guys thank you for being part of this little birthday celebration today i hope that you've enjoyed it and um let's go forward together hey I'm excited about what we're going to do in the rest of Lent, as I said last week. I hope to uh, introduce you afresh to the Apostle Paul. Not a favourite among progressively minded Christians or people, uh, but I think there's more to be said for him. So all, I'm, all that I'm saying is give Paul a chance. So, so uh, that's one of the things that we'll be doing. And uh, I look forward to seeing you again soon. So enjoy this lovely song. This is uh, the title song from the new album. This song's called Be More Kind. Uh, and it goes like this. History's been leaning on me lately. I can feel the future breathing down my neck. All the things I thought were true when I was young and you were too Turned out to be broken And I don't know what comes next In a world that has decided that it's going to lose its mind Be more kind, my friends Try to be more kind 
Try to be more kind, and you should know you're not alone. And trouble comes, and trouble goes. How this ends, no one knows. So hold on tight when the wind blows. Sand and sea, and where the dry land stands is hard to say. As the current drags us by the shore, we can no longer say for sure who's drowning or if they can be saved. But when you're out there floundering. Like a lighthouse, I will shine. Be more kind, my friends. Try to be more kind. Like a beacon reaching out to you and yours from me and mine. Be more kind, my friends. Try to be more kind. In a world that has decided that it's going to lose its mind, be more kind, my friends. Try to be more kind. Thank you so much. Cheers.